remember when we said we were going to create drama? <laughs> I thought you had that covered, sorry. Wow. Um, it's not between me and you, it's between me, you and other podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, okay. David Letterman, Joe Rogan. Don't pick fights with big people. <laughs> we need to go small. We need to go smaller than ourselves. Oh, you, you want to go local and something <laughs> that you might meet and fight. Okay. <laughs> Any Swansea yeah. podcasters out there, Mickey's calling you no, out. No, I'm not. I'm going to call you out and then Owen's going to... Chub rock, paper, scissors fight. you for the title and definitely lose. Welcome <laughs> to episode... 10! Of... Chowered Carry Water. Mandy's Book Club. Murder on the Dodgers. I nailed it. <laughs> for the audio listeners out there. And there's we, only audio listeners. Um, <laughs> we were doing socially distanced high fives. Because the pandemic has not gone away. Oh. Are you sure? Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, I, I think did there's the evidence to suggest the death rate is still increasing. I did the school run yesterday, and a lot of a lot of parents there. As far as you know, I'm not saying you're wrong, but they are. There's a lot of hugging. <laughs> they are. There's a lot of adult hugging. I can only on. imagine what school drop-off was for primary school kids yesterday. Super fun. As in, like throwing kids in classrooms, being like, "I don't want to see you for eight hours." There was. It was one of the most depressing things I've ever seen. Really, I couldn't. Oh God! I kids have a been nice time, though. counting down the hours. <laughs> Don't have kids then. <laughs> well, they're yours. You you did yours. this. They need caring. I also got in trouble for telling a lot of the year six kids. I was like, oh, if you want a day off, just cough and say you can't taste anything when you're in school. Owen. <laughs> You can't say that. It did not go down well with the parents that were walking past at the time. Just cough. But that's, the, I just think, you know, I'm a big believer in pay it forward. And if someone had told to me when fair, I was, when I was 10, if someone had said, hey, guaranteed day off, all you got to do, cough. The thing is, it's not just a day off for them. Like, as in like, they probably get a whole year group sent home, a whole bubble sent home. I feel like I could do some social engineering here. <laughs> Are you looking for a new research project? <laughs> yeah, it's like how many kids can Owen get sent home from school? But why don't they just have COVID classrooms? I don't think we should get started on the topic of COVID. Yeah, well, they should know, do. but like what you could offer is like, oh, it's okay because you're all infected. Yeah, you can like chicken pox party. Like in The Simpsons where they have the ball pool in the mall. <laughs> Just take yeah. one of the like closed down play centres and be like, yeah. actually, you're all riddled. Just crack on. Riddled. And maybe they'll all come out being like, really, like really well rounded. They'll have created a social infrastructure. They start growing veg <laughs> on the top of the climb. Yeah, <laughs> there's a rooftop garden. <laughs> they fix. I up like a, this idea. They I'm fix now up on board. a couple of old cars. I started off very much against this, but now I'm really on board. Send a bunch of kids with COVID to an industrial estate and see what happens. Just yeah, let them go wild. It's like um. Channel Four, if you're listening. What's the? <laughs> this is a Channel Five documentary for sure. <laughs> the kids that ate their own hands. <laughs> um. Wait, what's the book called? Um, where they all get put on the island? The kids get... Lords of the Flies. Yeah, it's like that. Actually being debunked. What? I know. It's a f- uh, is it a fiction or non-fiction book, Mickey? Fiction. It's a fiction book, but <laughs> it's based on a true story. Is it? Or it aligns to a real-life story of a bunch of private school kids that were marooned on an island. And actually, what happened was they all thrived... One of them broke, oh, one of them broke yeah. their arm or leg. Yeah. 
um, and survived. Yeah. And they basically figured out how to catch food. Well, looked, I, all looked after yeah. each other, nurtured each other. Then they were rescued, and they're still friends to this day. And no you one ad-libbed that second part. No, it's that was like mm. basically how they did a in conclusion. No, they had a reunion. <laughs> and they chat about it. Well, I believe that they would have thrived. I don't think kids wouldn't. I think kids don't thrive when adults are involved. Yeah, adults are like no. They would definitely club each other in the head and no, eat, the fat anyway. word. eat the fat one. That's what. Yeah, yeah but it's not. That's no, not, not what they all. do. No. Kids are actually very resilient. Now. This is the government conspiracy, keeping the kids down. Yeah. Because if you were like, hey kids, what should you do if there were a load of humans on a dinghy near yes. the sea? They'd be like, oh, just go and get go them. Go get them. The UK government are like, oh, so someone's spent a huge amount of money on a boat to rescue them all. Nah, just leave them. Just leave that boat leave stranded them floating in the middle, middle of, the ocean. of the ocean. Floating about. But this is my thing with, you know, like young people. So my research revolves around asking young people what they want from activity they have the best ideas that are really low cost and like yeah, really wouldn't work. make yeah, that yeah. different that, that much difference to anyone else's lives apart from theirs which would be in, like exponentially better and then people are like nah not gonna listen to that what they need is more football clubs team sports more team sports is, is that exactly what you do what you they- take their their take the research and then try and mold it so that more team football clubs. No, I'm actually on a... I'm not pushing team sport. (laughs) No, I'm advocating for them to not do any more team sports because I think it's the reason why loads of kids have a really horrible experience in school with PE. But Sport Wales won't listen to me anymore. They're sick of me. I think the clue's in the name. Yeah, exactly. But when your governing body for creating healthy, active lifestyles is called Sport Wales, what are you supposed to expect? Well, that's why loads of fun activities then become sport to get to access funding. Yeah, exactly. Always. So, yeah, that's where the money's at. Creating elite sports people, which everyone is definitely going to be Yeah. the next Welsh International. So, yeah, it's a good investment. Instead of just making nice parks where people can sit and play without people shouting at them. Welcome to our new <laughs> sub-series. Mickey sets the world to rights. That's not a sub-series, that's been every episode so far. This is about episode four, where I got triggered for no reason. <laughs> I just went on a rant. It's my favourite version of you. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Listening back is so painful when I'm having a rant. I can't do it. I'm like, I'll skip, this. I'll skip my rant and carry on. You're like, but the fifth time I listen to it, I... <laughs> the fifth time I listen to it, I'm really on board with myself. If you, um, if you go to Mickey's house, you can just walk around. It's like instead as an Alexa in every room, and it just picks up <laughs> Mickey's last speech. <laughs> no, I don't do speeches. I have to be like, this is a two-minute rant, and then I'll think about it a bit more, and then I'll come back a bit later and be like, and another thing about that thing I was talking about half an hour ago. I've can you imagine? Else. You know when people ask you, oh, what superpower would you have? The uh, the ability to have a half an hour long coherent rant. No, think about this. So instead of people are always like, <laughs> no, oh, I'd that. fly or yeah. I'd be invisible or blah, blah. Can I just say on that, I think being invisible is the worst one you could pick. It's the creepiest one. It's awful. When I'm like, when, when I'm like, what's your, I've never asked someone that question ever before. When people are like, I'd like to be invisible. I'm like, there's something wrong with you. Well, it just means that anything you do, you shouldn't be doing. 
Yeah, why do you need to not be seen doing the thing that you want to be doing? Fucking weird. But imagine That's your superpower plan. was you were able to not time, maybe time travel, but like, or have the ability to know at the time the thing you think of two minutes after you get into an I argument with someone. I would love that ability. My, because that would be really handy when I'm presenting work or when I'm like doing something in work and there's always there's always one or two people that want to ask you an awkward question or just want to be like you're wrong so i would love to be able to be on the spot being like actually you're wrong yeah and being able to have a coherent like i can st- i can make some sort of argument but i'd love to be able to be like this is a one-liner done yeah and then you just up. in your mind just like thank you future me yeah they just that's beamed it back good, yeah it's quite maybe good that's actually. what when you message elon musk and be like hey can you, you know your neural link, yeah, can brain. you just... Um, what superpower would you have, out of the conventional superpowers? Out of the conventional superpowers? Flying. Yeah. There's no other superpower for me, really. Because anything else is just, like, weaponized, really, isn't it? It's, like, <laughs> it's just making you more aggressive. Like, being able to do a Hadouken would be cool until you, like, from Street Fighter. But then imagine the first time you do it, and then you look, and there's just someone with, like, a caved-in chest, it's broken ribs. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, the consequence, you, so you, you, have to just keep, you just have to just keep doing it to everyone that came I know on. that I couldn't control my emotions enough to be able to use a power like that well Can enough. Can you imagine you're the Hulk? You'd just always be the Hulk. But sad, reflective I'd be a Hulk sad from Thor. Hulk. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be, like, an aggressive, like... All this power! I would just be, like, I'd transform and be like... And <laughs> just sit. And then and you, do you try and do gentle care and stuff, but you'd have big clumsy oh, hands. And it would make it worse, because I'd break stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Oh, God, no. But, yeah, flying 100%. I don't know why anyone would consider anything else. And t- I don't think time travel is a superpower, because you just mess with stuff, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think, because what's the thing of, when are saying Back to the Future, like, don't mess with anything. But you would be like, oh, I'm going to mess with something, surely. Any human would. Any, anyone would. But that does link in really nicely to my favourite flaw in human beings. God, okay. So time travel. Famous time travel movies. Yeah. You just highlighted it. What's the golden rule? Don't fiddle with stuff. Because what? Because it will change the future. On what? So when they say like. Well, the butterfly effect. Yeah. How big does the change have to be? A tiny. A tiny change in the past. Have you seen the Simpsons episode where they do it? Is it the Simpsons? I think it's the Simpsons. They're fairly. I I mean, how many other programs are you confusing with the Simpsons? Oh no, I think it is the Simpsons. Where he time travels and he literally is like, don't do anything, and then he like touches the flower. Yeah. And then in the, in the he goes back and there's dinosaurs yeah. everywhere. Um, but that's it, like the tiniest change has a huge impact on the future. Yeah. But then if you said to someone, hey, why don't you make a tiny change today to mm-hmm. change your future, they're like, nah. Couldn't, no, not for me, possibly. thank you. But if they were time traveling, they'd be like, hold your breath, don't do anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, but doing, doing it now is. Tough. I think we've completed, that's it. What? End of the podcasts. That's, That's all you need metaphor. to know, yeah. You are a time traveller, you're just going forward yeah. slowly. So you're living life? Yeah, it's time travel. Yeah. So just make do little things today that's going to make your life, life infinitely better and other people's lives infinitely better in the future. Yeah, you know if you... Do the thing you want to do. If you wash the dishes the night before and you get up in the morning and you always think, oh, thank you, I yesterday's me. I am so thankful me. to pass me when I do stuff like that. Because I'm like, oh, in the morning you're going to really not want to do this. But you don't want to do it now, but morning you're going to not want to do it more. 
So is that an, are we evolved to not think like that? Because we, there was no guarantee of living beyond tomorrow. Whereas now, oh, we're burdened thought. with so much time ahead of us. Yeah. That we're just but like, our, oh, just keep putting it our off. Our brains haven't caught up. But that's the thing from last week when we were talking about, you know, basically that time's finite and, ev- finite and everyone you know and love is going to die. Yeah. Which was the summary of last week's podcast towards the end. Fucking hell. I listened to it back and got triggered again. I was like, I've only got 15 Christmases left. But by the fifth time you listen to it, you're okay. Yeah, but the fifth time I've become you're desensitized. Like, you, did it become, I've uh, only can got I just 15 say presents I am not left. listening to my own podcast five times. Minimum no. seven. <laughs> Once a day. And making notes. Um, <laughs> making notes. That was great. Did a good job here. <laughs> Loved the tone and the way I said bath. Stop. <laughs> that's, my, that's the way I say it. Um, I can't remember what I say. If t- that basically time's finite, finite. So do things that make you happy. There we go. It's the first merch. Time is finite. Everyone you know is going to die. I would really like that on some merch on a sticker. <laughs> yeah, I. That was my point. I think anyway. Mm. So yeah. So, uh, following on from that. Yeah. I've been. Wait, hold on. Right. Oh. So, I, I'm interrupting you again, Liz. <laughs> Sorry. My favourite. Go. Um, that seems to be how you reach your flow state. I just like. Just... I just like to say something really important. Let me stop you there. <laughs> um, oh God, I forgot my point. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So I was like, right. Today is episode ten, and I was like, I feel like Owen's been building towards something in terms of how he keeps trying to make me cry. So I was like. This is the episode. I'm going to bring out just loads of members of your family. <laughs> like, this is your life. Yeah. This is your life. And then we're going to break down their age, oh, your no. age, and work yep. out how many times a year on average you see them. Oh, stop. Right. And then so, every no, time you no, no, every no, no. time you say goodbye, you can be like, you're going to have to number it. So you're going to be like, only 63 of these left. Goodbye. I love you. And right. then... <laughs> Carry on with your point. <laughs> I don't want to think about this. So someone messaged us after that episode and was like, oh, you know, you've got me thinking, like, my family's moving out of my house, of my childhood home, and it's making me really sad. And I was like, yeah, you should be sad. Like, be sad about it. Because they were like, oh, I think I'm being silly. I was like, no. Double down on being sad about that for a week or two. Because I think you should be sad about that. Because you only have, like, a finite number of times you're going to be in your own, in your childhood bedroom. Or, like... In your childhood home. So I think you should be sad about that. So I basically told someone to be sad this week. So sorry if that was you. But no, but it's a strange um, process, isn't it? Because if you, you know, the counter argument then is like, well, your home is not bricks and mortar. Yeah. Chat I have with my mum all the time who laments leaving our kind of childhood house. Mm. But you get to the point where you just disassociate disassociate from everything to the point where nothing you know there's a fine line <laughs> between yeah, means anything don't, don't be attached to things and you know be present but not so present that nothing matters and yeah there's definitely a yeah there's definitely a fine line to tread there i think well, it's like trying aspiring to live a life of purpose and ultimately realizing that like no matter how like 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 how how purposeful your life is and how many people it impacts yeah. In the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. everyone you know is going to die. 
and everything's pointless. That's the title of this week's episode. Everyone you know is going to die. No, was it? <laughs> Just time hope is, you time go is fi- first. Time is fine, right? and everyone you love is going to die. Yeah, I hope... Well, I was going to say something really morbid then, I'm not going to say. But the scale, you know, the scale of success and impact, until you reach a level that you're influencing atoms mm. on a kind of structural, you know, unless you are suddenly an elemental for maybe we are. What? But, you know, you could have as much impact as you want on the human race and the planet. Yeah. But you're a speck of dust in the infinite cosmos. It doesn't, yeah. you know, Jeff Bezos has completed money, but yeah. he'll still die and... One day get forgotten about. And someone told me yesterday that there's someone who proportionately was richer. Is it? Yeah. Back in the time of Caesar. Oh, wow. It wasn't Caesar, but there was another guy at the time. He was so rich that when... So it was the time that Pompey was alive. And this is when a historian would be like, uh, they did 5,000 years apart. But the fact you just said when Pompey was alive. Yeah. He was a person. You uneducated... Take a minute. <laughs> Google that. Look at me Did you think I was referring sassy over here? Like, are you referring to a city? So Mickey goes through these phases where she tries to defy her inner Hufflepuff and be sassy, and every time Mickey is ever sassy. It backfires every. I can't think of one time where I've successfully been sassy, and you've been like. Hey, I'm just impressed that you didn't think I was talking about a Bastille song. No. I'm impressed that I know that. Oh, fair play. Um, nope. Okay, sorry about that. Well, anyway. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> the other guy was so rich. His name is like Marcus Erekili Blasmos, you know. Of course. Something like that. on the end. Yeah. Um, was so rich that when villas were would set on fire, if there mm. was a fire, he had his own personal fire brigade. But what he would do is he would... What like send someone over to the burning house, <laughs> and then be like, uh, I will buy your burning house off you, because obviously there was no fire brigade at the time. So there was if your house is on fire. Oh, so he's like, I'll buy the house off you. He and would then literally I'll get buy the house and then he'd send his fire brigade round to put the fire out. Wow, that is a level of rich. That's baller rich. That's yeah. baller rich. But it's a nice because he was helping people. No, he wasn't helping them. He was buying their house. They were still homeless. He was like, I'll give you like. I'm I'll sorry. give you like pennies on the dime for your house. Oh, apologies. I thought I was seeing the good and everything there. Where I was like, yeah. oh, it's really nice to buy the house. It's really sweet, yeah. Puts the fire and gives it back to the mortgage free. No, no, then he just had more houses. <laughs> and they wouldn't have a house. Okay, I see. I see. Okay. But that's a superpower. Like, in this modern age, money is a superpower. Yeah. And I feel like we've just discovered that all the billionaires are actually supervillains. Yeah. I completely agree. The scale... You know, if you see someone like Mark Zuckerberg donate $300 million... That's not that much think, money. You think, wow! Yeah. And that's, what, less than 1% of... Yeah. A billion... You know, like $100 million is 1% of a billion? How is it? A thousand million? A thousand million is a billion... Yes, so we've discovered maths and history are not Mickey's favourite subject. No, his, I love history, but not, but no, I do love, no, I love history. Just, just specific, specific times. time points. Pirates, Vikings. <laughs> 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 Why are you laughing? 
just seafaring marauders, basically. Pirates, Vikings. Not like Elizabethan times, the medieval period, <laughs> the crustacean yes. period. That's my favourite one. Medieval people. And dinosaurs. Which one do you prefer? Jurassic. Crustaceous or... No, crustacean period. No, it's not crustacean period. It is when it was just crabs. <laughs> Giant crabs ruled the world. Mm. Can't remember what the other one is. Um... No, keep going. You can you can get there. No, I can't. I if there's know... three of them, what's the third one? Do you know it? Are you, are you testing me because you know it, or am I gonna? Well, one of the the. If there was three. Oh, Jurassic. The what? Jurassic. Jurassic. Jurassic with a T. Do you do a t- triathlon? Tri- what? Tri- Triassic. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Fuck! Will you stop making me look like an idiot this week? Jurassic. Triassic. Jurassic, Jurassic, crustacean, crustacean. What was my favourite out of those three? The crabs, for sure. Yeah, the crab one. Um, so you like anything where there's people on boats, pillaging. Yeah. And dinosaurs. Yep. So if Disney the were to make reptilian pillagers, that's, that's all that's missing now is Jack Sparrow fighting dinosaurs. Yeah. I, yeah. And then you're like, Phil, I'm done with films. No, I do, um, it's not the pillaging that I enjoy. It's like all the weird little like mythology and stuff that comes around it as well. It's fine, Owen. It's been 16 minutes. Why do you never trust me to look at the clock? Well, you just couldn't do maths. I, math is not my strong point. I actually, told Kerry, I actually told Kerry yesterday that I would like to retake my maths GCSE and do math, GCSE maths, but as who I am now. That sounds like hell. No, it does, but I think No, that... Matt, right now, picture yourself 15 minutes before the exam, standing outside. What, with loads of kids? Just that feeling. Oh, yeah, it would be awful, but I would like Never to... Never go in there again. I would like to do it, because I feel like I let it... I feel like I let maths build up so much anxiety in my head when I was younger. But now I can approach it from a different outlook of it being like, it's just numbers. Let's do... Um, a first YouTube live and I will get a GCSE maths paper and can you I can... have some revision time? no you said you want to do it now no, as no, you no, are no 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 oh no. you mean like I want Dr Michaela Jane no I want so, to do the module okay, okay but in like the conversation we had the other week you're a doctor yeah and you were like oh I might redo my maths GCSE yeah for you so what message would you give to kids who stroke, who are be- really struggling now because they didn't get the grade they thought they needed in their maths GCSE? Yeah, well, if you, you work, can... if you work really hard, no, you but can... you can you can now be like it doesn't change. No, it doesn't. It doesn't change a lot of things in your life. There are. There I'm are setting things... you up to be like I'm a freaking doctor. Yeah, well, I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really proud that I'm a doctor, even though I think when I was a kid I thought I was really stupid. Now what you need to do is book in for the GCSE, go back and on all the answers just write I'm a freaking doctor. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna write to start. <laughs> Take your GCSE. But when you're putting yeah. your name, I'm gonna put Doctor Michaela Jane. Um, yeah. And just write. This well, is yeah, I think that is a good. Yeah, I think that's a good example of why GCSE results don't necessarily define. Well, they don't define who you are as a person. Yeah, you can become a doctor with. They're not very proficient level of maths. Okay. But just, I let it panic me now. 
what matters. Yeah. And also it doesn't help because Carrie is constantly like, um, if we go pay for stuff, and I'm like, oh, it's £4.64. He'd be like, how much change? 36 pence. Uh, and, and round up. What are you paying with? Uh, a 20 pound note. Yeah. Well, anyway, what's, why what's the change? 20 pounds. Oh, £4.64. Round up to 70. Can that's 6 right, pence. Don't talk and the 30, 36 pence gets you to 5. Yeah. So 15 pounds 36. Thank you. Just call you Dr. Cassio. Completed maths today. Okay. Why are we talking about me doing maths? If Casio were listening, Mickey would really like one of those calculator uh, watches. I would quite like a Casio watch. Casio are not listening. I don't know why we keep always being like, if you're listening, brand. Uh, well, you got messaged. Some really profound oh, stuff. Hold on. Jeff Bezos messaged me like being like, nearly there, guys. This into... We got glue. We got glue. <laughs> Yay. Long time listener, first time caller, Alex. First time present giver, Alex. Has, a, has given us glue. That's a thing people say, like, when you do phone-ins, you go, oh, long-time yes. listener, first-time caller. And then I added a part. Okay. Thanks, Al. Thank you. Now all of our shoes can be fixed. Right. Do you want to do, should we do some live on air? Some live, yeah. Whap it in there now. Oh, right, okay. oh, don't whap it in there. Can't say that anymore, <laughs> can you? Heard that song for the first time Did last you actually night. listen to it all the way through? Well, I read all the lyrics first to did see you, what the fuss was about. Did you listen to the busy version? No. Well, I sent it to you. I know. Rude. I'm going to. Um, I yeah, it's quite explicit, actually. Do. I w- don't listen to it. Why? You're like when my dad listens to stuff for me, so don't listen to it. I'm gonna br- we're going to do an episode where we break down the lyrics and what it means. You can explain what it means to everyone. Don't, cause remember when you tried to get me to explain something to you, and I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> well, I said something once, and Owen was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I was like, I can't. Do we put it in there now? Again. It's an audio podcast. <laughs> you literally were just talking about WAP and then you went, do you want me to put it in there now? Think of the My listeners. Glue. Okay. No, that'll be the show notes episode where you fix shoes. <laughs> How are you hiking boots? Uh, still broken, but... Were, they were broken. Not soon. They won't be. Yeah. I think it's more likely I get sponsored by Glue than Nike. So, yeah, or Nike. 100%. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, get... Alex. Yeah, thank you so much. It's really kind of you. I hope wherever you are on the motorway right now, listening to this. Or rowing. No, in the gym. Yeah, in his home, in his cave. Yeah, wherever you are. In his gen- really, gender really neutral cave, whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Bat cave. It's a bat cave. He's yep. going to be like, that actually identifies the Joker, so. <laughs> do you, do you. Um, Is that next? Will there be. Will, will we evolve where we're like we need? It just needs to be bat. What you don't super. identify as a bat? No, like instead of Batman and Batgirl. Oh right. No. Well, you think about that. Well, no, really. It seems really, like oh yeah, but if you identify as a different gender, not a traditional like, is it cis? Mm. Then what superheroes are out there for you? Well, oh, I guess all this like yeah. Black Panther is just Black Panther. Yeah. Green Lantern. Well, that's harsh, isn't it, on people? I mean, I, that was the first one that came to my head. I'm not... I, I mean, we've discovered that I don't really like things like this. So. The Silver Surfer. Yeah. But the most icon... You know, the most iconic ones. Yeah, are, like, something Gendered. Mad. Yeah. I'm trying to think of another one, but I can't. I think... 
I've been watching a lot of Marvel minis. Yeah. And I think the Iron Man when it's his wife is Iron Heart. Oh yeah. Which is good, not like Iron Girl. Yeah. Well it doesn't really ring have a ring to it, does it? I've had all of my really unimaginative names apart from but they're archetypes, the aren't they? Yeah, why well, just oh, Superman? It's just so rubbish. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, when they were sketching them out, like, oh, we've got to come up with a really inspiration. Yeah, like, like, oh, Superman? Yeah, Ooh. roll with that. Anyway, shall I go to my notes this week? Yeah. Okay. Well, you were segueing. Was I segueing? Super segue. Um. Where's my notes? Is this the one I shut you down? Sorry, on? I've got to answer a really important text from your wife. Is it, can you just ask him to leave after the podcast? No, it says, do you want me to order you M&S Kievs? Uh, yeah! Okay, so my notes. My friend messaged me. She said she's been listening, hashtag still listen. And she wanted us to talk about, and we've t- we touch on this a lot actually, but about your purpose and finding your why it's a big question it's my favorite question well and so um i'm sure she won't mind me saying about it but basically um my friend had a job she was a teacher then she planned on leaving the uk and then moving to america which is something that she spoke about the whole time i've known her so i'm really glad that she like took a big step and was like okay i'm gonna do this and then the pandemic happened so that obviously didn't happen and now obviously everyone's gone back to school and she's not a teacher so she's stuck in this weird limbo but she was like you find a purpose and then you kind of realize that that might not be your purpose and then you leave it and then can your purpose change and can your why change and that was the kind of conversation you wanted to have and then i was like that is incredibly deep and profound but i'm sure we can give it the basic level Poorly researched. The poorly researched waffle you're looking for on this. But then it got me thinking. So, for a while, actually, until I started talking to you, I think, I had never thought about my why or my purpose in life. And then you made me think about it. And for like the first few times, I was like, I don't really get this. But now I'm like, oh, everyone needs one. (laughs) Just like a complete 180 of what I was doing. So, everyone. Uh, well, there's, if you follow Simon Sinek, he's the guy that is really famous, has mm-hmm. like a TED Talk to be millions of times to talk about yeah. discovering your why. Um, but his argument would be that everyone has a why mm. and you don't get to choose it. Yeah. It's your why. Um, and he, there, he actually goes into kind of in-depth discussions about that. Um, but your why is you. Yeah. And it's about discovering it. Yeah. Rather than... Your pur- you know, I think your why and your purpose could be different. You can definitely do different things, mm. but why you do them is, is based linked. on who you are. So yeah. being a teacher is not your why. No. It's why, why are you a teacher is mm-hmm. your why, and then you could then apply that to anything you do in your life. Yeah. But I'm assuming if your friend is like 22 or something, so don't worry, you've got plenty of time. No, my friend's the same age as me. No, I know. But I think it was the idea more of, of, like, can those things change? But I suppose if you can apply your why and your purpose to different things and still be as successful in those different areas, yeah, it's sure. just doubling down on 
your why. And if you haven't ever thought about what is your why, or if you've come up with one that you think is your why, but it's not actually. So, the, yeah, <coughs> trying to articulate your why is really difficult because it comes from a part of your brain that is not associated with language. Mm. So it's the it's your limbic brain and is it your prefrontal frontal cortex? Mm. Uh, scientists fact check this. <laughs> is it fiction or non-fiction? <laughs> <coughs> but it's the same part of your brain that you get kind of feelings from, mm. like gut, gut feelings. So, you, you know, sometimes... You can't put. You can't express what you mean about something. That's your. That's the same thing. Or when someone talks to you, if someone was to describe you and they say something that really chokes you up. Yeah. Explore that. Like yeah. if you were to, so one of the exercises they ask you to do is to find people that know you and ask them to explain why they why they're friends with you. Yeah. And then keep digging down on what they say. So not. If they say like, "Oh, you're always, you're always kind," be like, "Well, plenty of people are kind. Why do you why, why do you I think kind? I'm kind?" Yeah. And so you double down on finding out what those points are. But regardless of whether you find your why or not, I think the fact that your friend is striving to live a life of trying to find out mm. purpose is um, a really valuable thing. I don't know. So I had a message as well. Well, I didn't. I, I post. Someone posted a story that I reacted to. <laughs> this I invited this in. I didn't. Mickey, Mickey, gets all of them. Mickey's like, oh, like five people reached out and said how much they enjoy my podcast. Then they sent me coffee. Blah, blah. <laughs> no, I just think I you think, get all the um, you get all the profound stuff. I get all the fun. No, no. So I, someone posted something that was really i really agreed with and then i realized after i sent the message that it came across completely wrong but anyway we had a nice dialogue about it um but just about the idea of self-reflection from the pandemic and the idea that people have some people have seen it as a real it obviously dependent on your circumstances if you really struggled for whatever reason during lockdown yeah this isn't to detract from that but for a lot of people, it's helped them question what they value, who they are, kind of their and their their place in life. And I think my comment was, "Oh, but imagine, imagine all the people that have discovered actually that they're." I think I use the word vacuous. And <laughs> what in the re- in the reply? Yeah, I was like, imagine the people that. Have, so it was, you know. What do you mean that they? So they, as a person, are vacuous. Not the person I was talking to. That oh, no, imagine no, no, no. being but imagine someone, being someone that has like reflected yeah. and discovered that actually they're quite vacuous and don't really contribute much to society. And then I was like, but those people wouldn't be. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that those people would even notice that they're vacuous because they're vacuous. But yeah, but it's also really, it's it's not my place to say if someone's vacuous or not. No. Anyway, but the the idea of people that I think I was just frustrated because. There was a brief period where you were like, maybe this is going to make a change to the way people yeah. live. That. And there are people that have. So the person that I was messaging, um, that I, I demanded, <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> um, but, the, you know, they've um, had, like, a really profound experience and they question, like, what's important to them and it's been really positive. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people out there, my concern is the swing back you know like we i think we talked about it before about people rushing to get back to normal yeah 
and doubling down on that. And it's, you know, if that's what people want, fine. But at the start of the year, I'm not saying it's my fault, the pandemic, but I did have like a really big conversation with someone where we talked about it feels like the only hope we have is that there's a sort of global awakening. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if that's going to come from microdosing the water supply with magic mushrooms or <laughs> some catastrophic event. You know, yeah. like if there was an asteroid, would racism go away? No, because white people would be like, well, I want to be on top of this when I die. <laughs> you have to be, you know, we're yeah. awful like that. But it's been very clear that the people that, yeah, there's people that I'm like, yeah, of course you've been reflective and done the work, you know, like done loads of good stuff and learned a lot about yourself. And then there's other people that are like, I just want to go to a fucking pub. Yeah. You owe some money for the swear jar. I'll take it off your tab. Oh my God, that's <laughs> the first time you've done it. But yeah, I think, no, I think you're right. I think the pandemic has, I think the pandemic has allowed a lot of people to reflect. But I think you're right in that maybe the people that should have reflected won't. No, well, it's not the, yeah, it's have done and where it links to purpose i guess is it's weird that we live in a world where we're constrained to measure our purpose and value by money yeah and your contribution in that sense and that it's like find a job that you love and you'll never work a day in your life yeah so you're already telling people it's got to have monetary value to be exactly because whenever you say oh like i want to do this thing people are always like well how much are you going to earn from that like what is is that can you make a living off that you're like well if you want to do something badly enough i think you could make a living off most things but isn't it strange that as a society we've got to the point where you know there's the the famous quote where it's like you you know you were meant to do more than just pay bills and die yeah and then there's a blowback against that now where people are like well actually you know i don't necessarily think you have to have some like change the world purpose but there's got to be some middle ground where it's like I don't think we're here to just exist. No, I don't. Because if we're everyone here to just like exist. the human race wouldn't have moved forwards at all. No. But I think being connected to the entire world is amazing, but we are not configured to do to that. Do that no. It's too many people, and it's easy to feel completely irrelevant or lost, or seek comfort mm. in that because it's, you're not part of a commute like a small community that relies on you. Yeah. And it might rely on you for, like, I'm sure there were people that were awesome at growing or hunting, you know, when we, mm-hmm. when we take it back far enough, but not, there were probably people that were just really good at occupying, like, you know, entertaining people yeah, and exactly. telling stories or, you know. Well, every role that someone has, I think, is vital. Yeah. And makes a difference. But right now, it's like, yeah, but what do, you know, you got to get paid. So, um... No time listener, but good friend, uh, Lel Pavey. What? <laughs> throwing I'm him under the bus now. Lel's never listened. Of course not. It's really rude. He's a creator. He doesn't consume. He just creates. No. Um, hmm. But I was talking to Lel, and he was a little bit disillusioned with what he was doing the other day. And I was like, yeah, because you do. You, he was struggling with get pinning people down for his podcast. Yeah, uh, Lel is like a real adult that does an actual monetizing. Like, he's got he's got Patreon. What he does, <laughs> um, and We're he was like, "Oh, I've been let garden. down." And I was like, "Yeah, but you just need to grab a mate and just do your podcast." Yeah, and he kind of not disparagingly, but looked at me and was like, "Yeah, but you don't you 
you don't get paid for yours. And I was like, no, that's why it's awesome. Because well, we yeah, don't because have we to... don't, we're not beholden to anyone to like reach anyone else's expectations other than ours. But isn't it sad that you, <laughs> you know, you, there are people that are very talented that are yeah. not doing stuff because they have to do things that they think are gonna. And like, actually, if he trusted himself more, I think yeah. the people that pay him on Patreon would be. They're not paying him for that. They're paying for him. Yeah. They're invested in him as a person. Mm-hmm. And if they saw... If he did a podcast about the struggle he was having... Yeah, people That would, would resonate. Would, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think I don't think people understand the power of just saying your story and saying what you've been dealing with or what how you feel at that moment in time. Yeah. Because when you do share that stuff with people, some people are like, oh, yeah, I totally get that. And that makes you more relatable... You know, if you always live your life being like everything's perfect, and I'm, I'm get promoted all the time and X, Y, and Z, then people are gonna be like, well, I can't relate to that person at all. Like they just. Or share the secret if it's true. Yeah, exactly. But I think you know, if you don't, if you are searching for your purpose or your calling, I wouldn't start with. I mean, looking at your dream, you know, what's it? Dress for the job you want. And it's the person that goes to work dressed as bat person. <laughs> It's a great one, but the yeah no, I'm sitting outside the head teacher's office dressed as Wonder Woman or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you can start with like, oh well, I'd love to do this, but it's isn't it funny? Like you'll say like, oh, what do you want to do? And everyone is like, well, no one ever goes like fly. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if someone was like. Fly. Or just yeah, if someone was just like, be really fast. I just want to be. But I if just, you like, ask kids in school, they'd be like, I want to be. No, kids are conditioned because if they said, if. If you asked a bunch of kids, oh, what do you want to, you know, what do you want to do or what do you want in life? They'd be like, if they said uh, to be able to backflip, you'd be like, yeah, but what do you want to do? Yeah. So what I'm saying is universal basic income is a, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. But that, that everything in your life is conditioned to make you validate your, because we have essential needs. And then it's really weird when we invented money and now that is the handcuffs around you like it, i often think about you know when you're driving and you see people driving back and forth and how many people are one breakdown away like one car breaking down away from just like that's it like, the idea of like not being able to like fix your car <clears throat> and how that impacts on you or the number of people that are having to consistently like day by day budget yeah. all the time and the strain like there is almost no way out of that mm-hmm. and they've proven that like cycles of poverty yeah but it's just a joke you could reset it overnight yeah well the government do reset it for certain things but don't reset it for other things mm. as in like i don't understand why we can suddenly make all food half the price it was and the government are willing to accept that for you to be able to eat out in restaurants but they couldn't help homeless people. Like they can't re- like they can't help people that should have been helped a long time ago. But if you want to eat out in a restaurant, that's fine. But they can help homeless people because they took all the homeless people off the streets during lockdown. Oh yeah. And then we're like, oh, back just, off you go oh, now. <laughs> back out you go. Have you seen all those things that are like this is how you know 
there are homeless people and we make it even worse for them by yeah. closing public toilets and by making bus uh, bus stop seats lean down so yeah, you can't, so sleep, you can't on them. sleep on them and stuff and homeless spikes yeah they, they that is honestly the worst thing under motorways yeah if you're ready to sleep under a motorway i mean you've got to be pretty much rock bottom haven't you but also why um it's like the notion of we plant non fruit bearing trees in public mm. And someone was like, you know, they were like, oh, imagine we just planted and there'd be free fruit all the year, yeah. all year round. And people were like, oh, well, what? So people can just take it for free. Yeah. You're like, yeah. <laughs> but imagine, like, how would your life be affected if in every city there were just, you know, safe, dry communal spaces that you could sleep in? Mm-hmm. And obviously, yeah, there'd probably be some people that are messy and some people that are scary. But just because you... Like, it, shelter and food and water should be a human right. Yeah, They're, I completely agree. In that there's enough to go around for everyone. But they're only scary because, again, we've talked about this all the time, but the mass media have demonised those people into being scary for everyone mm. else. They're, they're just humans. You know, they have, like, struggles and, you know, stuff going on, but they're not... They are not... They, we are directing our hate and our fear at the wrong group of people. Like, what you said at the start we should be directing our hate and fear at people with billions and billions of dollars that do nothing except virtue signal and say that they're doing stuff when it's 1% of their income. Like, we need to flip that narrative and be like, the evil people aren't the people walking around the streets that we see day to day. But we are trapped, you know, it feels like maybe the only way to do it is if you want to defeat capitalism, you have to use capitalism. Like, the only way you can do good at the moment is to financially do well it's not the only way but mm. you need money to fuel any good projects anyway mm. so, so did we talk about mr beast the youtuber no so mr beast is um i thought you're going to talk about Obi. <laughs> no i'm not going there yet um, <laughs> yet why you've, do, you've done the, you've done the research um i mean i've read bits yeah but is this where we come out as vegans? <laughs> I mean, it might come as a shock to some of you that we don't <laughs> the, the eat. homeless hippie <laughs> um, and friend of the animals, Michaela James. Yeah, you know. Um, I don't know. I think any statement put out by a company themselves is gonna try and put them in a good light. But you read the statement and you make up your mind. Basically, I think if you are an oatly consumer. Then you read it and you decide what you think. But I would understand if they were investing in a company yeah. to try and make change. But taking money from a company yeah. that you have no influence or power over doesn't feel like... Yeah. Because I thought it was a cash investment they're receiving. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What we're saying is, if someone not evil out there could just make oat e. Just someone make nice oat milk. Yeah. Hey, minor figures, stop paying graphic designers to do oh such my a God, good job so I bought, in, and in just an make better milk. In an milk. angry mood, earlier this week, I bought six cartons of minor figures from their website and was like, God, their branding is so good. And their oat milk is so weird. I just like, I will buy a t-shirt. The brand I was ready to buy every piece of merchandise on that website because it's so good. Yeah, but I think they've spent all their time doing that and then they're like, oh, we need oat milk. A hundred percent that's all do they've done. Do you think they're like, 
Tracy, do you know it's how to make oat milk? And she's like, yeah, you just you just fill a bath with oats, pour some water on it, and then drain it. And that's what they've done. It's not the worst one. It's not the worst one. It's not the best one. So um, I follow this, follow this <gasps> influencer on Instagram. What we need to do is just start going to supermarkets and pouring the oatly out into the my, get rid of the my figures milk, steal the oatly, and <laughs> yeah, then buy the my figures. There we go. Um, I was so this Instagram, uh, this influencer on Instagram who's like big on sustainability and she's vegan, and she was saying about the oatly situation and she was like oh so i'm gonna be back in the week guys i'm gonna do some research around some other oat milk brands and i was like don't start spoil it for like, everyone we're gonna end up being like you can only well, our pros out because they're owned by a dairy right they're yeah. out so they're out you're gonna be left with the one that's basically white water yeah oat, oat milk <laughs> not the one that's got all the delicious chemicals the delicious it. sugary bits yeah. in. i'm just gutted because i can't the custard i can't have the custard Gosh darn it, you can have birds custard. What? You know, custard powder, powder. yeah. Uh, that's vegan. Just takes a long time to make. I By s- long I time, I mean like three and a half minutes. Yeah. I'm a busy, busy person. I have not got time to make my own custard. So what I'm saying is next week, if I could have some birds custard powder, <laughs> that would be great. Thank you. Anyway, why did we go on a sidebar about Oatly? Wondering what Oatly's purpose is. Well, what is what is yeah. No, we're not. We were talking about capitalism, and doing good, and homeless people. Yeah. And the fact that it's not part we, but as society, you don't see it as your. You know, the fact we'd be like, why don't the council do something about yeah, this? Yeah, we don't. We don't ever see it as our problem, do we? we don't and ever people see it would have like an our... issue if you know you can't just go down to Swansea Bay and build a bunch of huts. No. And be like, oh, it's just for people to sleep in. Mm. Yeah. And someone would set fire to them. The huts. Would someone set fire to them? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is... So some... Again, I've mentioned my research. This isn't a self-plugging podcast this week. But a lot of what young people have said about like being able to use their communities, it all starts with making a change with the way that people think about young people. So we could make, we could put all the stuff there we wanted to, but then there is a big thing in about how we perceive young people. We always perceive them as being like disruptive and annoying and we don't really want them in those spaces because they're always... Disruptive and annoying. Yeah. But they're not. So like... But but they also, they are and that's fine. Yeah, but... Because that's what teenagers tend to do is... Yeah. Like it's pre-programmed into them Mm -hmm. to push boundaries and... Yeah test stuff and you'll see in like like the developmental stages that there's risk taking as a huge part of it Mm -hmm. and social hierarchies yeah but everyone was a teenager once and everyone did the same thing but for some reason you hit the age of 25 and become really grumpy and don't tolerate anyone welcome aboard mickey no i'm not there yet are you still down with the youtube i pushed it back 10 years you're still out you're still out recording tiktoks uh no i'm not no not not quite but I push it back to 35, so hold tight for me turning 35. And then become real grumpy. Carrie did it when he turned 20. <laughs> it left school and was like, I hate teenagers. I hate everyone, yeah. And then went, do you know what I should be? A teacher. <laughs> no, he loves teenagers. He thinks that's really funny. But yeah, um, just being more tolerant, isn't it? People aren't tolerant. 
they're not tolerant. We've well, said not... this a million times, though, about how people aren't tolerant. Yeah, well, until they're tolerant, we'll just keep telling them. <laughs> we'll just keep shouting at people until people are more tolerant of other people. Yeah, it's like shouting, calm down at people, and it calms them down. Or be careful when they've already tripped. <laughs> That's my favourite one. No, the default thing you're supposed to say there is, enjoy your trip. Oh no. Well, that says a lot about our two personalities, doesn't it? Right there. <laughs> Someone oh, trips. <laughs> there we are. If you ever needed to know anything about me and Owen, it's summarised in that story. Yeah. Nailed it. Life. Yeah. Well, it's good. You've got to have someone... Someone to make everyone feel better about it by mocking the person, then someone to actually help the person actually, that's fallen. Yeah. Phone the ambulance, do all the good stuff. I'm not talking about like a serious trip, I'm just talking about a little trip. Yeah, I wasn't either. Why'd you always default to the to like grievous harm one? I was like, no, Dif- like a little different experience of growing up. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm like a little trip on a rock, like a little stumble. That you can like walk it off at the end and you're literally like, Yeah, they smashed their face in. Yeah, you still go, Wee <laughs> That makes the person feel better. The last thing you want when you hurt yourself is something to be like, oh, oh my goodness, yeah, you okay, yeah. that looks so bad. You want something to be like, you plonker. That's what we're supposed to do with kids, isn't it? Yeah. Not like make a big deal. I thought is it was that right? Be, is that parenting? Yeah, I thought it was going to be much harder than it is. I thought it was going to be really <laughs> difficult. parenting? No. <laughs> like when, kids, when your kids fall over, I thought it was going to be really difficult to not be... Like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Yeah. Actually, it's much easier to be like, yeah! Because oh, it? it's normally very inconvenient when your child falls <laughs> over. So what I've Bad. learned is that if you just channel, just harness that frustration, harness yeah. that frustration, like Sean Connor. Why Sean Connor? Uh, harness it and then demand that your child is okay. Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. And tell them, stop crying. It's okay to cry, just not right now. Yeah. So you reassure them that crying is important but it's not convenient for me as a parent <laughs> at this moment. Yeah. So if you could just be quiet and breathe, just yeah. take a deep breath, blow the candles out, they hate that. They're like, oh gosh, shut up, Dad. Yeah. I'm like, you're okay, aren't you? And they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah, you are. Yeah, just it's like, fine. Just carry on. As I did with all of the other day and then had to check in with long-time listener, Dr. Lindsay Axon, yeah. be like, do you think Olive's hand is broken? Oh. Because <laughs> I told her to walk it off. You know, how do you walk off a hand injury as well? Just walk it off. Just what? Just come over the Alba in the evening and yeah, watch me? Yeah, I mean, everything in life can be walked off. So that was the parenting section. God. The parenting section. <laughs> Top I, tips. Which I contributed to this week. That's what, yeah, I'm going in. Uh, for, so after being inspired by the mummy blogger section last week, I'm like, yeah, here we go. Parenting tips with dads. Here's my. Cause I that's think a, parenting tips with dads would be really interesting. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that's missing from your life as a parent is other people's opinions on how you should raise your children. Yeah. Most importantly, my opinion on how you should raise your children. But people are very quick to Especially, tell people. Especially, yeah, definitely. I've noticed this. This is not relatable in the slightest. When you get a dog, people do the exact same. They like want to give you advice about how to bring up a dog. Yeah, my favourite is people who have dogs and then tell you about what it's like being a parent because they've got a dog. Oh my god, that's me. (laughs) Also, sorry, while we're on the subject of me realising things about myself, I need to do a public apology because 
I was like, it's other girls in photos. As soon as they start squatting down, I do it. And I was like, oh, it's me. It's, I'm, it's me that indicates it. So sorry to anyone I might have offended last week when I wouldn't take ownership. It's Are me. you patient zero for the crouch? I'm Did you start zero. the crouch? Yeah. I don't know why. I think it's because I think I'm really tall and I'm not actually tall either. I would love it if you, if anyone listening wants to go through any, if you go on Instagram and go to tagged pictures of what Mickey, the hell are you doing? go to Mickey's profile, what are you doing? then go across the tabs so the pictures she's tagged in. Why are you doing this? And then we'll vote on our favourite picture of Mickey crouching in public. Why are you doing this to me? Just for fun. I've noticed you hide in the back a lot of times so your crouch is less recognisable. I'm now going to go and untag myself from every picture I've ever been tagged in. You can't because okay. it's on Instagram and they've tagged you in uh, their photo. damn it. Okay, don't do that. No one do that. Yeah, we'll have a gallery. The best one will get printed life-size. <laughs> and then we'll put it here. Yeah, and we'll cut you out and then you can recreate it every week. No, I don't like that idea. I don't like the idea of people going through and judging me. Don't judge me. Have you met the modern world? Mm. Don't go through my tag photos. I'd rather not that happen. Thank you. Mm. So yeah, why why would you want to live a life of purpose, Mickey? Why would you want to? Well, this is the thing. Until I'd kind of started talking to you, I didn't really think there was much point to it. <laughs> well, I just hadn't thought about it. But I think it helps you... I think it helps you realise what you value in life. And I think it helps you realize what makes you happy and what doesn't make you happy like for me that is that's a personal thing but having a purpose makes me more comfortable to say no to things i don't want to do which, which is a really big thing for me because time is finite and yeah you're supposed to say everyone you love is going to die and everyone you love is going to die um yeah because i have a really hard time saying no to a lot of people but then having some sort of purpose and some sort of, and like values and things around that makes makes me more comfortable. It doesn't it doesn't by any means make me happy to say no, but it makes me more comfortable in being like no, I don't want to do that because I that doesn't make me happy. Or there are other things that I could do that would make me happier. And I think yeah, the fact that life moves forward, time time is ticking whether you are paying attention to it or not. Your purpose doesn't have to be I'm going to go work for an organisation that tackles inequality. Like, your life should be tackling yeah. inequality. But the idea of if you are actively steering the ship as you move forward, yeah. then you have a better chance of not ending up places you didn't want to be. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And it doesn't have to be a money-driven or job or anything. It's just the idea of understanding the things that fulfil you. It, yeah, it's just not stumbling blindly. Yeah. Like, pay, just pay attention to the things that you resonate with and then do more of those. Yeah. Because then that, I think... Your purpose will become apparent if you, if you were to document what you do and then mm -hmm. reflect on it. It will be, it should be. You would hope, or it's it's very unlikely if you were to pull together a board of all the things that you connect with and set your heart on fire. Mm -hmm. If you were to look at them, it wouldn't look. It may look chaotic at first, but what you'll see is there's some strands yeah. that pull them all together, and within that. Yeah, I agree. 
So this is why you should be documenting yeah. your stuff. Why you should all be starting a podcast. Well, this is the thing. I think all, I every week I'm like, oh, you know, maybe we should... When I spoke to Llewellyn and he's had guests on and then was kind of like, oh, yeah, but you need to do that. And, yeah, a lot of the podcasts I listen to, they're really interesting with guests, but also a lot of them don't get to have long conversations with the same people mm-hmm. it'd be interesting you know if we keep going for five years in five years to go back yeah i think so i'd like being able to reflect and be like oh I, I thought that but now i think this or i think slightly differently or perhaps what i valued then is now something that i realized actually didn't make me happy at all. do you know what i mean like that how you document like how you grow as a person so i think that that's really underrated to acknowledge as well and if, yeah, there's that. Even if you wrote a journal, you know, if you documented, you don't have to do anything too hippie-ish, But no. if you just documented your days, if you ever get to a point where you're like, oh, someone's like, oh, you should write a book about your life, be like, funny, you should say oh, that. I've I have. I've got it all written down. <laughs> I actually told that to a seven year old kid yesterday. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> my, well, Did you say to seven year old kid, start documenting your life? Yeah. Oh, what'd they say? He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> The 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 kid is very talented at football. Oh, okay. Like, prod, like very, very good mm-hmm. at football. And I was like, you need to start writing now so that when you get your book deal at 18, it's all there. Mm. But I would, because it stemmed from thinking about speaking to my kids about how they feel about going back in school after this once, hopefully once in a lifetime. I've just had a really good thought. Carry on. So then you you capture that so that when they grow up, they don't have to be like, oh, yeah. You know, if I think about what I felt when I was five, I don't need to. If I if my parents had actively sat down with me and just talked to me and recorded yeah. it, it would give you some insight. Yeah. And it helps. It might it might not be useful at all, but it might be cute. No, but I think it's, I think it's nice. Like, I am... Um, what, what a really good thought. Yeah, your light bulb. Go. Yeah, I had a really good thought. So, why don't... <laughs> next week, I'll get a school report and you get a school report. And then you... Do I look like the sort of person that fi- like would know where their school reports are? I'll try my best. I bet it'd be really funny. So you could be like... So I think we should also film the finding of it because it will be a five-second clip of Mickey walking to a shelf and taking <laughs> her record of achievement off the, the red folder that everyone gets, opening yeah. it and getting a school report out. I would have to go on a my- magical mystery hunt... <laughs> In every house I've ever lived, like ever lived in, contacting long lost relatives. Well, yeah, but I think that, that would, I think that would be a, that would be funny. A school report. Yeah. How old? I don't know. Do we do the same age? Yeah, but then also, how bad is that? That an actual documented record of you that exists is done by a teacher, measuring you against. A curriculum. Yeah, and, and against other people's in your class. As opposed to if there was a thing where every year kids are just sat down and given the opportunity to reflect on what they believe, mm-hmm. how they feel. Yeah, that's true. And you could be like, ah, oh, my aspirations as a seven-year-old were this. Yeah. The crushing weight of defeat when you realise you haven't done any of it. How much we pain in front of this? Well, you like crustacean, the crustacean period, yeah. so you're halfway there. Yeah. But right now, like, you want to be a paleontologist, but you don't want to be a paleontologist. You want to learn and discover dinosaurs. Yeah. There is not a, 
a lady running yeah, I the know. other day discovered yeah, yeah. a dinosaur bone. So yeah. that's still out there for you. You yeah, still do that. Yeah, I can My dream isn't done. Yeah, you know, the cons- they still... But technically I do that in, in a different way now. I learn and discover things. But yeah. not dinosaurs. But you could... But what I'm saying but is you don't need... Have you seen... There's a really good Instagram account of two guys that just go and collect ammonites on a beach. Oh, okay. And then they just share the videos of them cracking them open and those fake gold stones that this beach is just riddled with them yeah and they found loads of awesome bones oh wow and, and that's what they do that's really cool but they're not <laughs> saying that they might be paleontologists I'm like they're just two kids from Scunthorpe yeah, probably they're like oh, actually yeah I did but you don't have to there's nothing stopping you no, just going on the beach and doing it that's very true but yeah I did go down a YouTube hole of a guy that just walks on the beach you went down breaking rocks quite like it's the new, it's the new university this week yeah. The one was giving me extreme anxiety. Stara. The guy just jumping off stuff. Yeah. No, did not need to see that. But again, they are. Their purpose is just. It's to. Scare ex- well, the shit but, out of well, not even that. Just to make the most of their flesh casket that they're. So if you don't know what I'm talking in. about, Owen was sharing videos of. I don't know how to describe it, but like parkour. Yeah, it was parkour basically, but like they were jumping. That one jump that I did into the sea was madness. It was like over a road, then over another road, then into the sea. Yeah, Toby Seager. Yeah, Ninja Warrior. But that's their purpose, isn't it? But also, they never started doing that stuff to become no a YouTube, you know, YouTube influencers. Yeah, and if. Well, they were demonetized by YouTube for over a year, right? Because um, it was deemed to be risky activity, oh, okay. even though Red Bull was still able to monetize their adverts. That's so silly. So they so they were reliant on the community to directly fund them, which was amazing. Yeah. And now they're re-monetized, but it just showed that they were never doing it for the money. Yeah. And what so they true, did yeah. was they just filmed and documented stuff they love, and enough people connected and resonated with it, mm-hmm. and eat even the videos where they don't have to be ju- some of the jumps they do some of the things they do are terrifying mm. but that's not the most it, mm. that's not what makes their content interesting it's the pro you they show the process of building like up stuff and it. actually it's much a lot of it is just the dynamic between them mm. and the chats and yeah and it didn't start with them like, no jumping into the sea from those ridiculous heights but that idea, you know, I think there's the two worlds meet in terms of people that are. So if you, there's a really good, <laughs> there's a really good Instagram account that visualizes quotes, mm. um, and there's one about if you if you aim high, and it shows like if you aim high and miss, you know, it's like the quote, you know, if you shoot for the stars, worst case scenario you end up on the moon. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas if you aim low. Yeah, you're always going to stay. Yeah. You know. So the idea of like trying stuff, you, you don't have to set in stone your purpose. Mm-hmm. But if you have some idea of like what your values are or what you want to, you know, if you actively try stuff, yeah, it'll help shape it really fast. Yeah, I ju- I think like so. I think a big part of it is just paying attention to how you feel about things. Yeah how you feel about situations, how you feel when you're around certain people. So 
the obvious one is your diet like what you eat and how you feel after you, you know like there's stuff that tastes nice but makes you feel bad after you've eaten it and then there's stuff that you don't necessarily think you want but you eat it and you feel great but then we don't pay the same attention to what we consume with our eyes yeah, and ears I agree so I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna do a post about this wow um, about the idea of I do agree that you should cut out negative influences like I don't watch the news apart from I do now check COVID news because I think it's interesting to see how it's reported on um, and also because <laughs> whether we can keep the gym open uh, but you know don't you know if you can if you're constantly comparing yourself to people that are curating their feed that you shouldn't be following those people you know you should try and consume stuff that inspires you and motivates you but I think it's really important that like at least once a week you allocate a time to go and either post share something that challenges people's preconceptions or fight racists on the internet like designate a time yeah embrace the rage like go for it mm. but don't make it cons- so it so you don't, you're not always just in an internet but I think yeah. if everyone just was like well I only follow people that believe exactly the same thing as me that's not and engage with people that feel differently to you in a respectful way where it's appropriate and listen to them because it's not going to change it's unlikely it changes if it changes your opinion you clearly weren't Mm. informed in the first place yeah but see i'm the opposite of you so i think you need that time to like vent and like you, you need that time. But then I don't like being combative. Uh, it's called educate, not okay, educate. Sorry, <laughs> but I don't like being combative. Like being combative is something I really struggle with. So then I will just have a rage inside me that then I will direct at someone I care about. In that I will be like, I read this thing and I will need to talk to you instead of being like, I need to perhaps start a conversation. So like, for me. I don't know whether that is particularly helpful to de- dedicate that time, but I do get the whole thing of you should be engaging with stuff that doesn't necessarily fit your narrative. Why are you laughing? I'm just listening to you. So break that down for us. You, it makes you feel uncomfortable. Being combative, yeah. But you believe that it should. you should engage with people with different mm. opinions. Yeah. But you don't think you should set time aside to it because you don't enjoy it. Or that it makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So, who's going to do it on your well, behalf? Well, exactly. And just because it makes you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's bad for you. No, and you should seek uncomfort. Like, I um, I do think that you should seek uncomfort and that you should make yourself uncomfortable. But not to a point of heart, just in terms of if that's how you feel now and you shy away from it and protect mm. yourself from it, at some point that will be brought to your life yeah you can't hide from confrontation Mm -hmm. forever no but if you have shielded yourself for it completely it's like anything in life you're going to be far less prepared Mm -hmm. and also the the language you use about it about it being a confrontation as opposed to conversation yeah and just because someone holds a different opinion like it is the idea of like being able to listen to them and not agree and mm. where you feel like you've got something to offer from your perspective putting that there. I mean sometimes you just need to like call racists out yeah because you can't rely on someone else to do it all the time mm-hmm. 
but I agree, you know, I don't think you should necessarily be, well, it's 12 o'clock on a Tuesday, so <laughs> time to fight the rest. And, like, just type it into, like, you know, yeah. all lives matter, hashtag yeah. search, you know, that's yeah. not it. But the idea of if you just create an echo chamber, it feels good, but is that the same as eating vegan junk food? Mm. Yeah. Because if, you know, and that's where your purpose and your values come in, because if you have that, you know, you know which conversations to engage in and not. You're not, yeah. you're not that, it's not your job to change people's opinions at all, but if you share stuff that you know potentially is going to get you embroiled in a discussion and then you don't post it. Yeah. And you don't, you're not beholden to people to answer either. No, that's true. Yeah. I was just adding a... I value, I'm not saying you're no, wrong. No, no, I was just, just, I was just saying I was adding a different Because on the flip side, if you're like, you love doing it, Am I just indulging myself in like? Well, that's the thing. Like, mental, uh, is it just, just rhetoric? Yeah. Know? So I suppose there's two sides to the two sides. Not to, it's not an argument. But there's two sides to that thought. I think. Yeah. But it's whatever works for you. And if your if your purpose and your why is to help educate people, then obviously yeah, then that's a big part of what you would do day to day or set allocate time to do that. But I would say even with that, I wouldn't. I would never. <laughs> I would, but I would. I would try and reframe for myself that it's not my I'm not there to educate other people I'm there to learn mm. and for me a big part of that is having a discussion and being vulnerable enough to say like oh I, I thought this was blah, blah, blah. and then someone would be like it's not the crustacean period you idiot. <laughs> just FYI we know it's not the crustacean period <laughs> someone's like you two are idiots but yeah it's interesting but not something that I feel very comfortable doing but I have done it and I feel really proud of myself when I have done it and um, with the people but it annoys me then when they block you and you're like that's when you know yeah. that's kind of when you know you've won you just go to your other like Colin Robinson just go to your other account <laughs> and just re-engage <laughs> really want to um, yeah but for the people that are that feel that maybe well I just you know I'm happy just going to work coming home doing my you know that's still value like your yeah, perspective completely. on that like it's that idea that there are other people out there mm -hmm. that feel like you so but if you never share that those people feel alone it's i think if we live in this hyper connected age it's nice to put yourself out there so that you can find your smaller yeah i don't think your why has to be this groundbreaking like i'm going to change the world and everyone in it like but you will change it, that, but, it, but that's yeah, the barrier. I think that, but I think a lot of people, when you talk to them about why, and when you started speaking to me about my why, I was like, oh, it's really hard to articulate because I, I don't think my why is like a massive groundbreaking thing. But then when I've thought about it more, and now when I'm, I am like, well, yeah, it can be, but it's not, the statement itself isn't like a huge world changing statement. But the things I can do to 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 like go towards that why can do those things. But it doesn't have to be like I'm gonna make everyone realise that climate change is really bad and make everyone recycle. Like that's not. But a great example. Um, I'm gonna do a shout out now. Humble brag to my friend with a blue tick. So, but no. The, so Josh Coombs. Yeah. Is the living, breathing example of. He never set out to change the world. He was cutting hair in London mm. in a posh salon and went out and cut 
homeless people's house. Well, it, it's not even that. It's not the cat in the head. It was the chatting to people on the street. So something that he was doing because it was a just felt like the right thing to do. Like sit down, offer to cut someone's hair and listen to them. Yeah. And just give someone the time of day has now become a worldwide movement. Yeah. That has impacted and I know definitely changed my life. Yeah. Like I reframe so much stuff through the filter. Well he of makes like, me want to be a better person yeah when i see it but it was never the intention of becoming a blue tick instagrammer no never that tra- you know and like don't get me wrong <laughs> he does get he does travel the world and mm. do all this like exciting stuff and it, it's that but i know that he would have still been doing it if he was still working nine to five in london yeah and just had 20 minutes mm-hmm. like don't underestimate the power you have that smiling at someone yeah or waving or taking the time to listen to someone or phoning some anything you do changes the world yeah you just have to put it out there and not be concerned about the outcome yeah and in the same way by not paying attention to anything by not caring about what you do you're changing the world you are changing the world regardless it's as if i wrote a post about it <laughs> but you are changing the world whichever yeah. way you do yeah whether you pay attention and care or not so mm-hmm. by not by default it's only luck if you make the world a better place mm-hmm yeah but don't disunderestimate your power no i yeah i don't think you should underestimate disunderestimate is a much fun no i think every action that you have every action that you can do can have a profound impact on someone Mm. even just a text being like hi are you okay i think has can have a profound impact well imagine i like i'm convinced we'd still be doing it but anytime anyone's messaged us about the podcast it has an impact yeah so it's your fault. <laughs> Sorry. Also, someone else has sent in a good question, but we'll get to that in another episode. Okay. That sounds good. There we are. So to summarise. <laughs> yeah. In conclusion. In conclusion. This is where Dr. James. St- like, document what you do. If you're struggling to find, if, you're, if you struggle with the idea of purpose and why, start documenting stuff. <laughs> start a podcast. Yeah. Pay but attention. not as good as ours. <laughs> um, start a podcast. Pay attention to what you do. And then try and put those pieces together but I think everyone should have a purpose and a why and I don't think you should just bumble through life being like it's a it's a, I don't know what am I trying to well, say no, it, no like, it's not that it's just it's not about not being ha- like paying attention to the small things yeah is not different to having a profound why yeah no yeah they're, they're, they're the basically they're all the same thing it's just not using it as an out yes and like just pay attention to the things that make you happy and sometimes talk about those or double down on it do do that and expert like like the guys who you know i am an old i think i'm 30 am i 39 this year anyway I'm old now, and I was like, "Well, I can't. You're They've been doing parkour for five years, fifteen years. Like, I was like, that's not going to stop me. No, doing stuff. You know, I'm going to jump over a wall. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I'm out with the kids, now, that's all we do. Yeah. You know? But the idea of like, I'm not trying to get to where I'm going to do a flip off something on something. Mm. You know, well, I, but learning to backflip was like super fun. It wasn't because I was like, well, now I can become a sponsored mm. dad athlete, coining that. <laughs> 
But yeah. why would you not? Like, I don't want to be old and be like, I wish I'd tried. Because mm-hmm. I spent probably, from the time I saw Rory, this kid from Pembroke, do a backflip off a car in West Cross, I was like, I've got to do that. Yeah. And it took me till I was at the point where I had way too many responsibilities <laughs> to be trying it, to try it. So, okay, I'm going to try it now. Yeah. And if anyone's worried about learning a backflip, kneeing yourself in the face ain't that bad, it turns out. If I can learn to do a backflip, yeah. You can all learn to do a backflip. Like, I could do a backflip. Find your backflip, is what we're saying. Yeah, find your backflip. But every- I don't believe that nobody has a purpose or a why. I think everyone has one. But I think it's... But, but you might uh, just not have... Because people make money from helping you do it, like me. <laughs> no, but, like, because people do that, it, it gets hyped up. Yeah. To a, a level that feels quite disingenuous and off-putting to people. Yeah. Well, well, sometimes I see it on Instagram and I'm like, oh, this is just... It feels just like a load of hippie shit sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like, people yeah, will package or self-serving. Like, yeah. And a way for people to monetize a conversation, basically. But I think there is value in you just spending five minutes thinking about, why do I do these things? Why do I value these things? And yeah, then... and, and pay attention to the things that you are interested in. Mm-hmm. And just see if you, you know, end up with one of those crazy mind maps of the red. Oh my god. Tie red yes. string between them all. I would love it if someone did that as a result of this. If you do that, can you send me a picture? Just me a picture, don't send it over. <laughs> of your descent into mad. Yeah, not me. <laughs> but yeah, I think that that, yeah. I think everyone has a purpose and a why. Just a lot of people haven't been selfless enough to spend the time thinking about. They haven't given themselves the time and the space. If you want to find your why, we could do our first live thing. We'll do a Zoom or something, or yeah. a Facebook Live or something, and people can. I mean, you can lead it. I can. Try. No, no, no. Mock in the background. Mock. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you we... can do your hippie shit. I'll, I'll smudge some. Set you can't do. You can't smudge. Can you? Did you? Did you research whether smudging was cultural appropriation? No, I think it is. Yeah. Okay. What about burning incense? I'm Indian, so technically you're allowed good. To. Then we'll burn incense and mm-hmm. help you discover your purpose in. I'm only going to mock things. because I think it's really funny when Owen is an adult. At what burning stuff? No, like when you're like right, okay, I'm going to do this thing, and it's like um, you have to be an adult for like five minutes and actually like do some sort of prep. Oh, I won't do any prep. I just do. Oh, we're trying to sell a service here, and you're literally like, I'm going to do it on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, I've done all the prep. That's been, my life has been the prep. Yeah, so okay. now I can just execute okay. on my why. It's fine. That's how it works, Mickey. <laughs> but reach out to us. Let us know. Both of you. <laughs> Both of you. Mum, Dad. Twenty percent of the time it works every time. Um, I'm going to finish on this on this story. My mum. It's my mum's birthday. Well, actually, I'm going to finish on something, but you crack on, yeah. <laughs> it's my mum's birthday on Tuesday. Happy birthday, Mrs. James. And. Um, she has asked for headphones so that she can listen to music while she trains and so she can listen to our podcast. Oh, that's, nice, that's lovely. What, uh, what are you going for? Really gaudy Beats by Dre? Uh, not telling you. <laughs> she listen. Okay. Well, I hope I hope my, my dulcet tones sound incredible. Mm. I, hope um, the I hope my really I hope, high-pitched cackle I hope sounds the, yeah, great. The, the bassy rich notes of Michaela's <laughs> West Country twang. <laughs> Um, yeah, what's your story? Nothing, I just thought I'd one oh up here. Oh my god. 
I got a black cat, yours is blacker, is it? I just, well, I haven't spoken about Kurt Cobain this week, so I thought I'd throw that in. And then, what else? We've done two episodes that's been about Harry Potter. Without speaking. Yeah, mm. but I wore the same top for two weeks in a row. Ah, nice. So it's always there. Perfect. Um, well, I'm just disappointed in it. Maybe she needs some microdosing. Yeah. I think... Yeah. If you like podcasts, not to send you away from these, if you'd like us to write a list of ones we think are oh, yeah. must hear... Owen's will be really good. No. Mine will be utter trash. Yours will be about killing people and mine will be about like what to do before you die so they kind of links together yeah they do Yours mine are, will be like listen to mine and you'll be like oh but I've got lo- being yeah I'll be like I've got loads of time to do this and you listen to Mickey's but I could die any minute <laughs> it complements each other so well yeah there we are we've got some homework for next week now live laugh love do we have another one <laughs> time is finite finite and everyone, everyone you, you know love. is gonna die. <laughs> okay, you pick. Which one do you want to say? I th- I like. I, I like can't the say. Die bit. I can't, can't say finite. <laughs> Off the cap. Okay, three, two, one. Time is finite. Everyone you know is gonna die. Everyone you love. Everyone you it love. Makes it, it makes it harder. Time is finite. <laughs> we, hold on. We take three attempts to do this every time. This okay, is the trailer. Go. Time is finite. Everyone you love is gonna die. Live, laugh, love. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>